0: You just get blindsided, broke up with out of the blue. And he's like, you did, you do this, you do that. And you're like, why didn't you tell me when those things were happening? Because feedback is important.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you that come back every week to listen, learn and grow. And I'm so excited to be talking to you today. And I'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour, Love Rules. Go to jshedytour.com to learn more information about tickets, VIP experiences, and more. I can't wait to see you this year. And so I've been loving learning from anyone who has insights, tips, tricks about dating, about love, about relationships... And today's guests are gonna give us a lot of that. I'm talking about the incredible podcasters behind Girls Gotta Eat, a top comedy podcast about dating, intimacy, and relationships, hosted by Ashley Hasseltine and Raina Greenberg. Raina and Ashley candidly discuss any and all dating-related topics, ranging from fetishes to finances, and bring in regular guests, including therapists, comedians, doctors, and authors. Most recently, Raina and Ashley have launched a new company, and I'm so excited to interview them right now. The company's called Vibes Only, and they're in the studio right now. Ashley and Raina, thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks you
2: so much. Us. That yeah. was such a lovely inter- in, in, intro. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> lovely
1: interview. <laughs> <laughs> interview. You're right. doing so
2: great interviewing yeah, us. Raina yeah, does our intro, so she really gets off on what Oh, I love really, it. Wait till, oh. Yeah, wait till we flip it and we get to That's hype her real. love language. <laughs> I'm going to be like, number <laughs> one, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, So thank you for having us. We're so excited.
1: No, I'm yeah. so excited. As I said, my whole team are huge fans. Uh, anyone that I told I was going to see you today, they were like, oh my gosh, no way. Please say hello. So there was a, so much energy for us to be together. And I've definitely felt like I've been trying to do more and more of this where, and and I think we'll see this when we we post about it and talk about it, I've been trying to sit down with people that people don't expect me to sit down with, and that people don't expect to sit down with me. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what creates this like really beautiful synergy Mm -hmm. in getting to know people. So I want to get to know you both today. I also want all your advice because my audience is constantly looking for advice and tips and tricks. Uh, But I want to start off with just by saying, "How's your day been so far? What have you been up to today? Anything fun?"
0: Driving through the hills (laughs) of taking a tour. No, we just uh, moved here. I mean, I say move loosely, but we're. Going to be here for a few months, maybe permanently. So, wow, just
1: congrats! Seeing
0: yes. a new part of LA and meeting you, and we were we actually have had a pretty exciting day work wise. We booked some really fun stuff Amazing. with interviews. We have to go back to New York for some things and it's been a good day yeah we're planning our next leg of our tour yeah
2: london where you're from so we're really excited to go there we'll announce that soon um yeah so we did a lot of really fun stuff because we're releasing really fun things for valentine's day for our intimacy company yes exactly
1: <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> yeah it's, well, been a,
2: it's been a great day
0: i'm
1: like that's really awesome. good where, yeah. where are you staying right now you said you're in a good area was there specifically where you're saying i'm so. in west hollywood okay yeah and
0: reyna is she can speak for herself but she's in venice <laughs> yeah
1: i love <laughs> so. venice yeah the first time i me and my wife came here for work, Mm -hmm. we stayed in Burbank, and my wife was just like, oh my gosh, there's nothing to do in LA because we thought Burbank was, was LA. LA. And then the second time we came, we stayed in West Hollywood and my husband was like, oh, this is cool. I can go to the gym. I can get creation. Yeah. And then the, by the third time, she was like, okay, yeah, we can move there. So it took, okay. it took a difficult process. It's
2: a hard city to know. And yeah. I came here so many times and it's just, I feel like most cities we go to like Charleston or Austin or Chicago, I can know it in two days. I'm like, I get it. But yeah. LA is so big and so vast <laughs> through so many areas. It takes a minute, but we're really loving it. We've been here for two weeks it. it's just been really amazing to wait i, w- I went to the beach for the sunset last night yeah yeah. and it's just been really nice yeah. i love that and love we're that. gonna start dating here so we're really excited not each we're...
1: other but other people okay no <laughs> et- okay got it all right <laughs> let, let's 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 dive into dating let's this talk about yeah we come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah let's yeah let's talk about that
2: well, when we said we were moving to la everybody's like together and we we're like no no, no
0: we're, we're adults <laughs>
1: no but i love not. that. yeah let's let's talk about that When when it comes to dating i want to hear what's been the best date you've ever been on
2: Oh, my God, the best. So for me, like, what defines a good date is not, like, the activity necessarily. It's just how hard I'm laughing with somebody and that I want to go to, like, the next place, the next place, the next place and just, like, drink, dinner, whatever. Um... I had a really crazy date that was from my first date in New York City ever 15 years ago. This guy, like, picked me up in a car, which is crazy. You don't do that in New York. And <laughs> <laughs> and he That's took a cool. red flag. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and he took me to Buddha Bar, and we just had this, like, crazy over-the-top New York. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm in New York. This is a new experience, a new place. This hot guy. It's so cool. And we just laughed on it, and we drank... S- We Drank a lot uh, and then we took a car. We left his car. We took a car to the airport because we decided we were going to (laughs) fly to the Caribbean. What? On the first date? On the first date, and we went to the airport. What were you on? I wasn't sober. Um, we went to the, we, dr- we drove out to Newark and we got to the airport. It was like, well, it was one o'clock in the morning and they were like, no
0: flights fly out right now. And we were just had to, like, go back home. If you <laughs> find yourself in an airport in New Jersey on a first date, something has gone awry.
2: <laughs> you know me though. I like a person who's a little crazy. So I was like, is yeah. this the coolest person I ever met Also, I was 21? But um, I just like somebody who like surprises me. It's fun, good conversation. That was like a fun date
0: for me. What's your best date? I mean, I had these dates when I first moved to New York that were just epic where you're, you know, in a basement dancing and then you go have like sake and sushi somewhere and you end up with late night tacos. You start on a rooftop, like all these epic dates. Like I really love dating there and going out with guys that were like showing me the city. I mean, I've been in New York a million times, but I always say it's a really great way to get to know a city is to have people take you out. So (laughs) guys would take me to all these places and I would take dates there later and just act like I was this cool girl who knew my way around the city so well. But I mean – it's just, it feels like it's so obvious. Like the best date I've ever been on was probably with like the person I fell the most in love with. Like the first date that was like so casual. It was a day date. Raina's probably going to roast me for this, but. He loves a day date. You know, I like showed <laughs> up. Had the he had a complexion for it though. You know? I showed up. He was already eating because he was nervous. I was like, this is off to a terrible start, you know? And it was like, should have been so bad, but you're sitting there with someone where you're like, oh, this is the real deal. So it's like, yeah, as corny as it sounds, that's probably the best date where you leave it and you're like, okay, this is it probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right. What's the worst date you've ever been oh, on? Because you I know so you're going to have asking. some... Ep- What's that? <laughs>
2: thank you for asking. Yeah. I have um, to go. I try to not look at any... Like w- so many of our listeners are like, I don't want to go on bad dates. So it's like, at least you walk away with a story. So that's like the positive is that yeah. even if you're there, as long as you feel safe, as long, if somebody's not right. a little bit like... Crazy and an idiot. I'll stay. I'm like, I'll see this through. Um, the worst date I think I've been on was right when we started the podcast. I had met this guy at a bar a few nights ago, and he had asked me out. So he'd met me before. This is not like an online date. Um, we picked this dive bar to go to because they were supposed to have the best burgers. He said he'd never had them. I was like, oh, we got to go there. That'll be such a fun date. He didn't confirm the date the day of, and I was like, this is already like kind of rude. I showed up. He was already there, and he'd gotten himself a drink, and it was pouring down rain. So I walk in. He gotten himself a drink. And I walk up to the bar and I order a drink and it's all cash. And so I looked at him. This is a dive bar. The drink's were $6. And I looked at him because I thought maybe he would like buy me the drink. And he was like, there's an ATM like down the street. <laughs> In, the In the rain. And wow. I had to go get my own money. And I was like, I guess I'll just saddle up and stay. <laughs> and you and,
1: did. You went there and came back.
2: Oh, yeah. I went and uh-huh. I, I got the cash. Had and we, we started the podcast? We had... <laughs> We talked about this on the podcast. We didn't have to how to lose a girl like, in one day. Because it's like, that's the beauty
0: of what we do. We, you just stay for the story. Yeah, yeah I just you know, stay for the story. Like, I'm like, I'll actually pick the tab. But, but
1: keep, that's since the podcast started, not before the podcast.
0: I've, but I've it's always a, done comedy. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. always... It's good, yeah. Like, the best dates are the, the... The worst dates are the best dates for the content. For the stage, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he just... He
2: interrupted me constantly and asked me any questions about myself. Anytime I would talk for any long 60 seconds on stuff, He looked so bored. He couldn't. He just couldn't be bothered. He was just rude. He wasn't engaged at all. And then somebody came up and like recognized me because I used to be a food blogger. And this guy was like, oh my God, I follow you. And that guy walked away. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, nobody ever recognized me back. And that was so cool to me. And he just jumped right back into his story, like no acknowledgement of like, that's so neat that you're, you know, people are a fan of your work. He just was like rude to start to finish. <laughs> um, and then he insisted that I split every single round at the bar with him. Wow. And, and Ashley and I have mixed feelings about paying on dates would i don't want you to make it weird i i don't think that anybody owes me money but i don't want you to be so rude to me especially again thanks for six dollars so yes he was rude he didn't ask questions i just didn't feel a vibe that's probably the worst date i've ever been on wow. we never talked again
0: <laughs> um
1: until yesterday
0: <laughs> yeah they're actually back together yeah he moved here with us um <laughs> Do, am I? Is it probably just like the voice, the catfish voice? I don't know. That's
1: pretty funny. What do you, okay, I need to know this.
0: Yeah, so this, I guess it just started this rule of me not going on a date. It actually kind of stopped me getting on the apps probably. This might have been one of the very last app dates I did. I actually came back to New York from you know, quarantine COVID times, I was at my parents' house. And when things felt safe enough and people were going out and having like patio dates, I was like on the streets. Like I was in like FEMA tents on the street having dates. Like I was like, what is what are we doing out here? You know, that's like all you could do. But I think people really wanted that connection. They've been inside for so long. So they were doing whatever it took. I felt like it was a fun time to date. It It was like the people that were in New York were ready to be out there. A lot of people had like broken up in the pandemic. And so that, you know, late summer into the fall, and then it kind of shut down again in the winter of 2020. was like a dating time, but we were all just out on the literal streets. And so there were a few times where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just like drinking sake out of a plastic <laughs> cup. It's 30 degrees out. Like, what is my life? I have a space heater by my feet. Like, I can't two. in a tent. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. You know, like in these little like structures that they built. But this one really set the tone for I'm not going out with strangers anymore, that I haven't heard their voice, I haven't seen them walk and talk. Yeah. And this guy, we had such good banter. Remember, we were we were bantering all throughout the election, the, the election that lasted a week long before we got the results. So we were texting all week, and he, his banter was on point. He looked really cute in his pictures. He was tall and <laughs> had a... Job and we, I was like, what's the catch here? Because if you're a woman who dates in New York City for quite some time, you know that there's gonna be a catch. There just is, you know, like what's gonna be wrong with this guy? And he walked up, we met on the street to walk to this bar. He looked just like his photos. I'm like, what's it gonna be? When he spoke, it was the voice of Michael Jackson, it was the most soft. Fe- it was Michael Jackson. I mean, it was like the softest, most feminine, teeny Whoa. tiny voice on a 6'6 six, yeah. six man. And I was like, there it is. And so we go, we sit at this place. I've never felt so much like I was pulling teeth. Remember one point we were talking about candles? I was like, I'm on a date talking about my favorite candle. (gasps) Uh, Something has gone wrong here. He he was telling me how he broke up with this girl. They had a pumpkin carving contest. I was like, this is insane. I actually went to the bathroom in the Standard in the East Village and took like a sexy selfie in the mirror for myself. (laughs) Like that's what the point that I was at, that I needed to feel myself because I was on this terrible date and we had one drink. And I insisted on splitting the bill just to let him know that he was in the friend zone and we never spoke.
1: <laughs> that was it? It was just his voice?
0: His whole energy. Oh, right. It really, okay, yeah. you know, I I don't know that I could have got past that voice, but I can get past a not great voice. But the energy was completely off. Yeah. Like I was, it was not, it was not it. And that's kind of, you know. We can talk today about whatever you want, but like when people always ask us about app dating versus meeting people in the wild, and that's one of the reasons it doesn't work because you don't have a vibe for a person. You haven't seen how they interact in the world, how they walk, how they talk, if you're attracted to the way they smell or – their posture, you know, little things like that you don't know yeah. through photos on an app. So that was a prime example. Yeah. <laughs> we really support online dating and not everybody has the of option course, to be out all the
2: time yeah. like we do. And Ashley's in comedy clubs, she's a comedian. You know, not everybody has the option to do that, but we really encourage people to push themselves to be out into the world as much as they can and make eye contact with somebody at a bar that you think is cute, ask questions, say yes to everything. If, if you're the kind of person that's like, I'm single, I don't wanna be, then put yourself in situations to meet people. And I've had really good luck just meeting people in the wild, everybody I've ever dated has been somebody I've met in the wild. I've gone on like <laughs> two dating, dating, da- dating app dates in my life. It's just not for me. Yeah. I get fatigued shopping for people. People are like, how was your day? And I'm like, I don't care about this. <laughs> Um, so I just encourage people to like, just get out more, even if that means like typically you work inside your home all day long, go work at a coffee shop. Mm, I worked at Intel intelligentsia coffee on Sunday morning and I like met so many people Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's not easy for everybody and you to put yourself out there. But if, if your pain point is I'm single and I don't want to be, then you have to put yourself in situations to not be, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I haven't, so I haven't dated for. And I don't need to, obviously, I'm married just I do And I, don't, yeah, I like, haven't uh, dated and I don't, you're like, I'm taking a break right now.
0: You're like, I'm taking a break right now from dating. I
1: really, yeah, no, that's what I was just clarifying. I haven't dated for 14 years. Wow. Uh, because I was a monk for three years and then got married to my wife. Well, no, sorry, I started dating my wife 10 years ago. Oh, so I was I dated 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But apps weren't a thing when I started dating. So we met, we met through my sister who happened to be our wing person. She's like really close friends with my wife now. She was friends with her before and she's one of my best friends too. So she did the work. But I I always wonder, like the closest experience I've had to it is trying to recruit during the pandemic. So when I was hiring people and doing interviews over Zoom Mm -hmm. or interviews over the phone, I was just like, wow, I'm getting no energy from this person. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not understanding. It's impossible to tell. Someone could have the best energy, but through Zoom you could never tell. And so that's the closest I can relate to that. But I'm intrigued by what you're saying because you're saying go to places, how... Everyone has that one friend who's always trying to set them up. Mm -hmm. Do you have that one friend? Both of you? I feel no? like
2: all of our friends, if they knew, I've like, an awesome tra- guy, they would date that person. Um, <laughs> but our, our we do ask our friends. we talked about this a lot on the podcast, like, yeah. telling your friends I would like to be set up and, like, letting them know I'd like you to think of me for this. Yeah. Because not everybody thinks that you want that. And they, some people think it
0: might be insulting to suggest that. Mm. Well, we did a whole episode on it because it's such an art form to setting people up. And what we, what we hate the most is, like, you're single. They're single. You guys should be together. It's an yeah. insult. It's like, what does that even mean, like, just two people exist? Student in the world, they're going to match. So I think that it's nice when you have friends that actually think about who you are as a person, who they have that might be a fit. But I don't know. You know, it's funny because I love that your sister set you and your wife up. My brother did kind of set me up with somebody and we went on a few dates and it was great while it was and we're still fine. But it was, had it worked out, I would have loved that story that someone that's so close to me Mm -hmm. set me up with his essentially his best friend's brother-in-law. You know, it was that kind of yeah, thing. He, yeah. he knew where I was from, we knew the same people. So, when people like that are really close to you and really get you, those I think those are the best type of people to set you up. But like Raina said, I mean, there's also people that have no idea that you're looking or yeah, you'd be yeah. into it. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling everybody, you know, that <laughs> I'm wanting to be set up. If you know anybody, why not make, you know, Shoot your shot. Yeah.
1: Should we throw it out right now on the show? Yeah. Yes. If anyone, Anyone's watching? What should we tell them?
0: I'm trying to date um, Dave Batista.
1: Okay. Okay. Sensitive. Dave, if you listen to the show, <laughs> he might. Dave, if you, I don't know. He might. Who knows? <laughs> if anyone knows great. Dave. Okay.
0: Yeah. Can I go? Yeah. Oh, yeah this wait, this is me, for both of you. What do you want? first? So no. this is what I want you to do. What do you want? He's.
1: Who is it? What What do you want? What are you looking for? Okay, and then what are you bringing to the game?
0: I'm
2: going to manifest Dave Batista. Um, I like a big guy that's bald with a beard.
0: We, we can talk a lot about of- the origin story. <laughs> Basically, Raina started hooking up with the security guards at our shows, and that became her type. <laughs> one security guard,
2: okay? And he's really big. At your own shows. Yeah. I mean, if they can protect the stage, you know, I'm going to pay them back. And um, so I like guys with tattoo sleeves. Um, Somebody can make me laugh. We always talk about, like, ranking what you want in a person. Um, looks are my number one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, somebody.
1: <laughs> I was nodding along. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, Raina. Totally. Got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Bald.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um." I think my number one is somebody that I'm just inspired by the way you live your life. So whatever that is, I, I want to be excited to hear about your day. I mm-hmm. want to be like, that mm-hmm. is dope what you have going on. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is, um, that's my number one thing I think. And I want to like laugh. I want to be. I want to be inspired by the people you surround yourself with, what you do all day long. So that. But if you're bald with the beard and tattoo sleeves also. If you're doing and your name's Dave,
1: stuff. yeah, yes.
2: yeah, um, that's what <laughs> I I Miles think. Teller. If you're listening, <laughs> okay, okay,
1: we got a few Miles Teller fans in the office. too. I love so. a Philly guy. Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Go birds. Uh, I mean, I want somebody that the same things I always say, I want to look up to someone in some way. Again, like I don't need to be inspired every day, but I want to be able to learn something from you and be challenged and Mm -hmm. entertained because I really have such a full life. So I need someone to enhance some life that's already very fulfilling and someone that lets me be me. You know, we do this. I do stand-up comedy. We're really successful. It can be intimidating, I guess. But I just don't ever want to feel like I need to minimize myself or be a lesser version of myself or tone down my personality or not share my successes with somebody. So... That's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, Miles, she... is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Miles, are you there? Also, if you like, you were a Top Miles? Gun or whatever, I don't know.
2: <laughs> You're trying to date Tom. Um, <laughs> Ashley said this thing really early on in the podcast. I think you said it. I didn't say it. Um, that you know, you want to find somebody that feels like home, and that's like mm. really what I want is somebody that's just like I'm so comfortable with you. You just being with you, I can just exactly be myself, and like mm. you said, I don't have to like shrink myself, make myself smaller. I'm humble, but I want to be able to hype right. myself yeah, yeah, and yeah. how hard I work. I, I don't come from anything. I don't come from money. Um, so everything that Ashley and I have, we built ourselves. So I yeah. want to be able to hype myself, and I want to come home and feel like comfort that you're there. Yeah, yeah. I want you to be my first call. I want that I can like lean on you. I have a large list,
0: but you know what? I, think I,
1: I, <laughs> I know I think it's good. Any,
0: should I get my list out? I have it yeah, on yeah. my yeah. phone. Also, like a bunch of a motorcycle tattoos, all the things. But yeah. those are surface level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I also <laughs> expect that i will bring a lot to the
2: table i think that you know sometimes you hear people being like i want this and this and this and it's like okay but do you bring a lot to the table also yeah. for that's what partner? was my third
1: question yeah
2: um and so i think i i think i do and i think that i'm like a really caring loving person i'm fun and ashley and i have so many friends like oh my god
1: you so many
0: friends and uh yeah, yeah i think ashley, your life would be good what do you
1: bring to the table
0: oh, what don't i bring to the table <laughs> honestly no i mean i think you know i want some i don't want children and i marriage i could take it or leave it, especially mm-hmm. because I don't want children. I think that's what is a big, you know, not everybody's reason, but a reason why I think people should get married if they want to, mm-hmm. you know? So I need, want someone that just wants to live a fun life. That's not too dependent on me. We can support each other. There's no like codependency or fixer upper type of situation. Like I want someone that's kind of already fully formed, that's living their own independent life that we can come together and live mm-hmm. that life together. So I have an awesome life. I think that it's really fun to talk to us, to be around us, to come see us perform if you want to, to travel the world, to do all these things. I am also a caring, nurturing person. You know, I'm a good listener. I can make you laugh. I have a great family. People really just want to be around me for my family. Quite honestly, that's a
2: big part of it. It's a huge
0: selling point. Yeah, it's a huge, huge selling point. I have a new nephew named Jay, so that's my favorite name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, but yeah, I, I I think I bring a lot to the table. I think I would be a really great partner, and I think that I have gotten to a point where I. I'm a much better partner than I would have been five mm. years ago, mm. even, I mean, 10 years ago, of course, but just even what we've been able to learn in the podcast and about ourselves and how yeah. to be a good partner and the things that you look back on, again, five, 10 years ago, three years ago, last year, and you were like, that's not the sign of a healthy relationship or that's not how to be a supportive partner. Yeah. I'm. I, this is when you're feeling competitive <clears throat> with your partner. You're not on the same team. There's contempt, there's jealousy, all these different things. And so I feel as though I'm in such a great place to be a much better partner than I have been in the past. And that is something that I want this year. And we talked about on our episode, the first episode of the year and what our goals are. And that's really what I'm manifesting. And I haven't really said that before. It's been very like last year, it was like, I want to have more sex actually. And then I actually did like before that, it was like, I just don't feel like I have room right now in my mm. life for somebody. Everything feels pretty full. It's like at capacity and I don't really want to be bothered. And so I do feel like I'm at a place that even though we are super busy and I do feel quote unquote full, I can make the space for somebody.
1: I love that. I love, I love how self-aware those answers are. And it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's beautiful to have that, right? I think so often we ask someone in our lives, like, oh, well, what are you bringing to the table? And, and it's kind of a hard question to answer for a lot of people. Like people struggle with that because it's not what we've been trained to believe. Like we've been trained to believe you should know what you want in someone, mm-hmm. but not what you bring. And so I, I love hearing both your answers. And I hope that we've just manifested what you both want here on this show right now. So mm-hmm. if Miles or Dave ever call... <laughs> Like, uh, I want the story. Probably not going to be Miles. Let's I be want honest. I the story. Well, he's
2: married. Yeah. He is? We're so really hot. Oh, is he? Not oh, God, sorry, you're not also Miles. really hot, but she is unbelievable. Oh, he's
1: married? Oh, sorry, Miles. I, I had no idea. else? Here's a question, because I think today we're living at a time where everyone's having varying degrees of success in their own way. You're seeing more people experience fame. You're seeing more people experience success. You're seeing more people experience financial stability. You you just have a lot more people having a lot more a uh, variety of experiences in this way. Have you found it harder to date as you become more successful? Yeah. And, 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 what if, and, and yeah, exactly. And so I want to know what, what are the kind of troubles you've been having this time around? And is there a part of you that's like, ah, they were let one go away earlier and I shouldn't have?
2: I mean, I feel like a lot of people say to us, are, are men intimidated by my success, by the money I make? And to those people, I say, what's the alternative? Yeah. You know what? You're going to be less successful because maybe you'll get a partner. You're going to make less money because perhaps somebody will end up with you. That's not the answer to this. Yes, of course, as a woman, it's the inverse. Like men make more money, they become more successful. Everybody wants you. Women, you, your dating opportunities do not grow in tandem the way a man's probably would. Right.
1: So it's more that way. It's more the fact that it's intimidating as opposed to people wanting to take advantage or use your network and connect. Yeah, and I think like.
2: that your dating pool just shrinks, you wow. know, and you don't want to put yourself in situations where you're competitive with your partner in a negative way, where your success emasculates somebody. You're constantly thinking, is my success emasculating this person? Um, but I just, I think your pool gets smaller for sure, but that doesn't mean I would ever stop what I'm doing. You know, what's, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. um, and I have to be conscious about how I speak about my life, how I speak about money we make, success we have. But I'm not going to pretend it doesn't exist either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just have to be mindful to be humble.
1: And have you seen people be turned off if they don't know who you are and then you're on a date and then they figure it out? Or
2: Not turned off. Somebody asked us the other day if like, we would talk about what we, what we do on a first date. And I would say the name of the podcast, I wouldn't be like, it's one of the number one dating and yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. podcasts in the United States. I wouldn't lead with that. But... Not turned off people, or are maybe usually they're turned traded. off, and that's why it doesn't work out. They yeah, just don't yeah, say yeah. it to your face. Maybe yeah. I yeah. mean some. I mean some one person one time said to me, "You're you're too public for me. I would never date yeah. somebody like you." And we, it really hurt. I remember leaving the date and like crying on the street. It like really hurt my feelings. Wow. Um, but that's okay. That's not my person. Um, and that's fine.
0: And you know, listen, we all bring baggage to a relationship. That's my baggage. I think that you know we love this special from Ali Wong where she talks about specifically women in comedy like the way you're a woman on stage you're talking about sex like your dating pool is shrinking a man on stage with a microphone his dating pool is growing as he speaks you know so it's really the inverse um and that special spoke to me like nothing else in my life and um as a female comedian but I also just think part of it's the bar gets higher when your life gets more dope. You know, it's like <laughs> you got to bring more. You know, we have this friend of her, or this friend of ours, she's so funny, Marie Faustin. She's a comedian. And I, she did this just random reel or TikTok <laughs> one time. She was like, if I'm single at 40, the bar is so much higher. Because at this <laughs> point, I've been with myself. Yeah. And so I'm happy in my life where it is now. And that may not speak to everybody, but it does feel like Rain and I have – achieved our true dream life. We feel as though we have such a purpose and we're able to help people every day and the emails we get are such an honor and we get to tour the world and make people laugh and it's so good as it is. So it would really be someone that is going to enhance any of that to fit in our life and I don't say that in like uh we're so picky, the bar is so high, but it just is. No, no, no is I, get it. I get it. More.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, that's kind of So think... those
0: two things together and yeah, I mean, and it's just, you know, the way of the world is just, you, you're a woman, you're like, you're, you get older and just as sad as it is, you, your dating pool shrinks in that way too, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that being in love is the best feeling in the world and
2: I, I, I miss it and I, I love being in love, but also one of the best feelings in the world is like any email that somebody sends to us that says like, you helped me to make my life better. You helped mm-hmm. me to do anything, ask for a raise, leave an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. strengthen a relationship I didn't want to lose. Talk to my mother in a better like I get choked up when I think about the things people have said to us. Like your voices have filled my homes with sound. Um, when like my pet died. I get like so yeah, emotional. I, yeah. Like I know that we have changed people's lives. We've touched people in such a deep way. And I can't imagine anything feeling better than that. So mm-hmm. in the interim, while I'm single, while I don't have anybody. You just have to make your life good. So Mm. maybe you don't have a giant podcast, you can reach all these people, but like you can go make friends, go find hobbies, go find other ways to give your life meaning and joy. And that's what you do when you're single. And then when you find somebody, like how dope is it that you're like a great person now?
1: Yeah. You know? No, I love that. It's coming across very strong. I don't think I'm listening to both of you. I just, the reason why I've been going down this question trail is because, I'm hoping that everyone who's listening and watching is going, oh yeah, that's, I can aspire for that, right? Like that's the point Like everyone can aspire for that, to, to feel whole, to feel complete, to feel like Mm -hmm. their life's so awesome that someone's got to bring some value to really get in on it. Like what a great place to be. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the biggest achievement of all, right? Like regardless of all the other success that you've had, which, which is phenomenal in and of itself. I think it's amazing to think that you're sitting here Ex- expressing confidence at a level that you don't always experience, even from people who've made it, right? Mm. So that's, I, it's amazing, honestly. I'm, I'm telling you that like sitting opposite you right now, I'm like, wow, it's it's incredible to feel. Yeah, my life's dope, my life's amazing and, and someone's gonna add value to it. What are some of the mistakes that you think people make early on uh, while they're dating someone, especially when it comes to that self-worth, self-esteem piece? Because I think you're coming at it from this. We've been working on ourselves. But often we find it's the opposite where people dive into relationships when they're lonely, when they Mm -hmm. want to be dependent on someone, when they feel that they're inadequate, that's why they're alone. So what are some of the mistakes you've seen people make early on?
0: Just not working on the fear of being alone and loneliness. I guess those can be two different things. So you enter into a relationship with such a desperate need to have someone fill a gap or make you feel worthy or make you feel value. And so those are big things. You know, those just require a lot of work, but they trickle down and did the way that you act and the way that you feel so desperate if you don't get that text back or that someone doesn't like you. And, you know, one of the things that I can't stop thinking about that I was listening to you with um, a recent guest that you had on Humble the Poet, and I'm sure you've talked about this before, is going into situations. I think men do this a little bit more than women, but I think women do it too just wanting them to like you and not even thinking about if you like them mm. or if they would be a good match for you. So you've got come down this road of like you've tried so hard to to feel wanted, to feel desired and not rejected that you haven't even stopped to think if the person would be a good partner or if you even like them. Yeah. You know? So And how
1: do you avoid that when someone's telling you stuff like, "Oh my god, you're beautiful. Like you're so smart, you're so intelligent. Like how do you avoid kind of enjoying that? Even what we were talking about earlier, like when you were saying like you want to be in a place where you feel like home, and I love that definition of like a home love or, you know, it's, I think that's a feeling everyone wants, but it's hard because when we walk into a dating scenario, most of the time we're trying to impress each other. We Mm -hmm. dress our best, we look our best. Like that's not really comfortable because, you know, that in the sense of you don't look like that all the time or you wouldn't set yourself up like that all the time. So how do you even, A, how do you deal with, someone who is actually validating you and it feels good. Mm-hmm. And inversely, the other side, like, how do you make sure that you are actually finding out whether you're comfortable with someone at what stage?
2: So I, I think that we should be allowed to enjoy things, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go into every date being like, are oh, they love bombing me? Is this too yeah. much? Is this not enough? What was the exact amount of time they spent before they texted me and what, you know, I think we are allowed to just enjoy things sometimes mm-hmm. and take, take it one date at a time, one, one moment at a time. Um, I think that in order to sidestep putting so many eggs in this basket, essentially, and making this so important, we we should do what I was saying before, which is build out a life around yourself. Mm. So you have friends, you have hobbies, you like what you do for work, so that this one person isn't so... You don't depend on them so much to be your whole world. It's not so, this date's not so important. Mm -hmm. You know, every date should just be fun Mm -hmm. and you should enjoy yourself and hopefully you have other stuff to fall back on. You have other plans this weekend, you have other things you can sink your teeth into. And it just doesn't mean so much, you know, like every single thing is not riding on this date. And (laughs) I think that we should be cautiously optimistic, but also not so hard on ourselves when somebody lies to us or manipulates us because you shouldn't spend every interaction going, where's all the holes in this? Mm -hmm. You know, we should just be able to be calm and enjoy it. And we shouldn't assume every person is going to lie to us, manipulate us, ghost us, cheat on us, all these things. Mm-hmm. And if they do, that's just the kind of person they are. And isn't mm-hmm. it, isn't it nice that they went away and you know that now yeah. sooner, mm-hmm. you know?
0: So yeah if someone's going to ghost you, why would you want someone like that in your life that can do that to somebody? But I had a friend that said to me once, like, this may not look like what you thought it was going to look like because we have these unrealistic views of dating and relationships in the first place. And, that feeling you've talked about the spark we've talked about the spark we've had guests on but the the spark, the butterflies all that stuff is actually just anxiety. and so I think that an unhealthy amount of nerves of course I mean I am like the I rarely ever get nervous about anything and I'll be nervous before a first date. so it's not that but it's that feeling that actually is just anxiety when the feeling of someone that is probably a good partner for you, that's like a solid, secure person is really comfortable and like kind of boring in your body. (laughs) Like I would just always say, you just need to listen to your body. I think we always know if we're willing to listen of like the way someone makes you feel when you're in their presence. And then when you leave their presence, like I always tap, I always really want to hone in on how I feel when I part ways with somebody. Mm. Do I feel this like sense of anxiety? Like what am I going to hear from the next? Or is this like calm? Like, mm. I'm sure I absolutely will. We're going to go out again. And then I guess if wow, we don't, that's then it's great. fine. I love but that. It's like the, when you say goodbye, what is the immediate feeling? Is it mm. like anxiety or is it like chill?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, in your friends that are in, Happy, healthy relationships around you. Like, what are some of the things that you've seen in theirs that you're like, oh, that's that's really special. That's great. Like, what are some of the good signs?
0: No, I just, I mean, I when they have fun together, I really just, I, we have the, our. I'm thinking of the couple that they're big fans of yours, also, and um, Sean and Anushka, and just. I they sure seem like, guys. but yeah. Oh my God, they're really so excited. Uh, They <laughs> just, Oh,
1: that's they're so like, sweet.
0: They work really well together. They're a team. They do all the things. They have great communication, yada yada. But they just seem like buddies. Like they mm-hmm. just really have fun together. And I think that's also the main thing of Rain and I's relationship. <laughs> 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 it's like, um, and you're just you're on the same team. Like yeah. we talked about this on our upcoming episode, is that you don't feel like I literally picture it like whatever sport you're into. Where are you playing against each other, mm-hmm. or you? On the same team with a common goal.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I rarely see somebody break <laughs> up that I'm like, what?
2: You know, like I think about my brother and his wife, and they've been together for like 12 years. They're just they're friends. They mm-hmm. really enjoy each other. They are really fun to be around. They're always joking around. They're really like loving the same couple that you're talking about. Same thing. Um, another one of um, like Ashley's other best friend um, and her <laughs> husband. They're just they're nice. You see a friendship and a respect between them. My best friend just got engaged, and I. He, her fiance really has her on this like great pedestal. He really looks up to her. He thinks that she is just so wonderful, and she thinks he's so wonderful. And I listen to how couples speak about each other mm-hmm. a lot when they're not around the other person. Also, and um, are you proud him. of your partner? Are you excited to do the stuff that they that they want to do? So um, we, I think, are fortunate to have a lot of really good examples around us of positive relationships and. Um, I always encourage people when you're like, you know, is, is what's going on with me normal to to look at people whose relationships you admire and say mm-hmm. like, what, is, what do I emulate from that? You know, and it's important to surround yourself with people that have good relationships with everybody, not just their romantic partner, but friends and family as well.
1: Yeah, I like, I like that nuance. Like like that's a really subtle idea of how people talk about each other mm-hmm. when when the other person's not around and when the person is around too. Right, like right. Both of that. When, if, you, if you saw me and my wife together, you'd think we hate each other because... <laughs> Because <laughs> we banter were. so much, because it's such a, I I feel at least it's a very British thing. Because me and my friends do this too. Like we will lay into each other, and the more you can lay into each other, the more in love you are. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I do it with my guy friends, who do it with my mm-hmm. wife. Like, and my wife started it, by the way. It was not my idea, so it's not something I came up with. But <laughs> she sets the tone. Literally, yeah. she sets the tone. If she's around me, she'll find a way to 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 pick some flaw out in the most hilarious right, way, in a
0: funny way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah passive can aggressive. You tell the difference yeah. between healthy banter and roasting and yeah. i love that too and negging and yeah, yeah, actually yeah. trying to make someone look bad totally publicly totally.
1: yeah yeah oh. and passive aggression oh. And yeah, yeah. All oh of that god kind of it's stuff. so
0: cringe to be around, to be around yeah, 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 yeah. those couples oh. oh yeah
1: yeah when they're talking to each other in the third person <laughs> as well <isn't laughs> yeah. yeah
0: oh my
2: god and they bring up their therapist i'm like <laughs> how fast can i exit this room
1: <laughs> <laughs> what what's your take on uh friends becoming lovers and lovers staying friends after they break up so both way around
2: um we get asked a lot <laughs> can like friends. can 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 your friend turn into your yeah. lover um and can your lover go back to be
1: your friend yeah
2: um i don't know which one i want to take first i mean i feel like can you can you can you be lovers and then friends? I guess it depends on how the relationship ended. I guess it depends on how much time goes by, what happened. One of my best friends in the world, him and I slept together for like maybe six weeks when we first met, and ending it was really painful for me because he basically was like, he was like, I don't want this. He was like, I don't want to date anybody. It feels like this is where it's heading. I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to like what happens. I, I don't I don't want to be in a relationship with you, and um, it hurt a lot in the moment, but the honesty. And sticking to that is actually what has allowed me to be stay friends with him because he didn't disrespect me. He looked at me in the face and he said, I don't want to be in a relationship. And then it was probably a little weird and painful for like six months. It hurt to see him with another Mm -hmm. girl. It was really, I didn't really wanna hear about it if he was dating somebody, it hurt. But with enough time, I was like, this is still like, I find value in this, I really like this person. And he really, truly is like one of the most important people in my life. He took our podcast photos when we first started. just He is such like an acts of service, love language person, he's so wonderful. So with enough time, if you really want, and if you feel, I think, respected in the ending of it, I think you can be. But it depends on what happened to the relationship. If I'm dating somebody and they say to me, yeah, my ex and I are best friends. I don't know that I love it. It depends on the circumstances. I
0: know. It's one of these things If there are no hard and fast rules. And we don't really trust people that say that there are. You can't be friends with an ex. You can never date your friend. (laughs) Shut up. But yes, you can. So I I think it's all case-by-case basis. But I think of friends that – End up in a relationship could be really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I think it can totally work. I think it's again not a hot take. It goes without saying that you could ruin the friendship, but you'd be willing to take the risk. I'm thinking of um Love is Blind, uh the <laughs> Deep D and uh <laughs> Oh, Deep D and Kyle. And Kyle. That was so upsetting. Uh, we love that show. But uh, that I think kind of like, you know, the friendship can can really get ruined, but it can really be really beautiful too. My my thing with that, I always think you should think about what it would actually look like if you dated this person. Because I have a guy friend that... (laughs) and this was not any time recent, um, but where we connected so much, we were in the room, you could feel it. It was palpable. It was just like, how could they not date? You know, like everybody saw it. Everybody it, yeah, could feel it. I could feel and it. the chemistry, and we just felt like a perfect match. But And like I knew that too, and I found him super attractive, but I couldn't picture dating him. I couldn't mm. picture being like at home with him or something, you know, I and I, probably vice versa. <laughs> and I took a realistic look at it because – You get to that place where you're like, should we try and maybe or maybe not? And I think it's really, you have to be realistic with yourself of like, can I actually see them as a romantic partner? And then staying friends with an ex that is really also can totally work or not. And it's so much about the feelings that each person has. I have an ex that I wish I could be friends with. I could absolutely be friends with him. I think he's the best person. I think he's so funny, but I don't think he could. And I Mm. have set a lot of boundaries with him because I just don't think it would be healthy for him Mm -hmm. um, without saying much more. So it's like, I absolutely could. We could text, we could be buddies, you know, have him on the podcast, but like, I don't think it would be healthy for him knowing what I know a lot about uh, the way our relationship ended in his past and things like that. And I think it's so fun to be friends with somebody that you casually dated, like a guy that I casually dated for you know a <clears> month, <throat> two months, right before the pandemic. We text all the time. He has a girlfriend. Sure, she doesn't care. I don't know if he told her or not, but like we <laughs> joke around, and I'll be, you know, it's it's like a funny relationship. I find those relationships like just kind of weirdly special. I, I like those.
1: <laughs> I want I want to try something we've never done this before. So, Raina, imagine if you were breaking up with Ashley. <laughs> I want you to try do the best script of what you'd like to hear. If someone's breaking up with you, so so you're going to be the person who's breaking up. Ashley's going to be the person who's being broken up with.
2: Okay, and I'd I want you to Ashley. deliver
1: what you'd like to hear if someone's breaking up with you. So you've been kind of dating for like three to six months.
2: <laughs> three to six months. Yeah. So what I want to hear. Yeah. Oh my god. I did my last break. And actually,
1: you respond how you'd respond.
2: Okay. I have to break up with you. Oh my gosh, mom. there goes my bank account. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. Not 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 as you guys, as if right. you're dating. Yeah. Not yeah. not as you.
2: I feel like this relationship has run its course, and um, I feel like you
0: already messed up because you need to start with your so. <laughs> it is so you that I already messed up at once. So we up, already but know you break up you, with me. I'll break up with myself. You need to start it. With, <laughs> you're the funniest, coolest, no, that's hottest girl I've ever met. I'm breaking but up I'm with just me. Think. <laughs> compliments first. You
1: want to hear compliments before someone says our relationship's funny. just like
0: if you just start it and say I'm like funny and hot, like it'll be better. It's gonna like it's just better. It'll lessen the blow. I don't I care. If were that's funnier all. and hotter. I wouldn't be breaking up with you. <laughs> That's all I've heard. <laughs> and then I'm just like, that sounds chill, you know?
1: <laughs> That's relatable, yeah. I, I don't know. The it.
2: last breakup I did, I tried <laughs> to keep it like as vague as possible. I said like, I think this relationship is run as chorus. I think we want different things in life. I want to be successful and you don't. No. Um, <laughs> that was <would> seem... <laughs> No, I just I said I think we want different things in life. I think we expect different things out of life. And mm-hmm. I said I I still love you, I care about you, I think you're a wonderful person. You're all the things, you're smart and funny. And but I just I think this has run its course. I, I've used that line before on like a couple of breakups. I recycle that line. But there's a couple things in breakups. I don't want somebody to walk away being completely confused. Ashley and I talked about that in my last breakup because I was like, well, what if I said this? And she was like, You don't want to like have him walk away thinking he did something he didn't. And mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I also don't need to like burn it to the ground and be like, Mm -hmm. this is wrong. And this is wrong. And this is wrong. You know, like, I also don't need to make you feel terrible. Sometimes Mm. like some vagueness is okay. Mm. Well,
0: that's the thing that we say when people are begging (laughs) for closure. It's like, do you want to hear the really bad stuff? You know? And I think that's one of the best things that we've learned throughout the years doing what we do is sometimes it's just that you're not it, you know, you're not the one. And it can boil down to some things you may not want to hear. And I think it's good to reflect on yourself too. Like how many times have you been with somebody that just wasn't the person and you couldn't necessarily put your finger on it. And then if you did, it would come across sounding pretty harsh. So I think it's always good to put yourself on the other side of it too. Like I'm not so undesirable. I have dated people that were great and then we had to end it too. So I I mean, I would hate to be broken up with and totally heartbroken with somebody that I loved and that I saw a future with, but I know that I would be okay. And I can't be knowing what I know now. I would ha- just have to take it pretty easily because sometimes it just doesn't work out. So that's kind of the thing too, when people are just, they're so obsessed with that closure conversation.
1: Yeah, And
0: yeah. I do think you should have closure, but to what extent?
1: Well, some people want to have a third breakup conversation, a fourth breakup yeah. conversation, right? Like you've, you've had the breakup conversation, but they want to keep understanding and sometimes we're that person or sometimes Mm -hmm. that person's doing it to us and you're saying actually you're not going to achieve much from that extension of conversation
2: depends who you are and you know why it ended it's just i don't know that i need to like give you a declaration of hate
1: Mm. you know like
2: it's just i don't see myself marrying you i don't need to tell you like i don't respect the way you live your life i think it's fine to break up Take some time to marinate, and then really want that like closure conversation six months later or something because mm-hmm. you really can be a little more honest. Tensions are lower, but I'm not going to keep unpacking the breakup. I think sometimes my so my I I was engaged to somebody, we broke up, and we didn't really have any other. Comp- we we broke up the day after my gate my engagement party, and we never spoke again for wow. three and a half years, and. Three and a half years later, Ashley and I had started the podcast oh so about two months after we started the podcast, um, through a series of things that happened, I ended up talking to him and he asked me to go out to dinner and we had this like six hour long all night closure conversation. Yeah. And he said, you know, I've thought about you every day for four years and I've never really gotten over this and I, I hate what I did to you and I'm so sorry. It was a nice moment. It was a nice moment to have it. But I, you know, I, I appreciate it and it helped me to walk away from some anger and some things I really was still hang on to, but I didn't need it it was nice to have it. Sometimes that feels really good, but I you have to learn to like go to therapy and read books mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts. And thankfully today there is so much out there, like your show, like our show, that people can listen to and hopefully find some peace.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So the dream is that you're consistently doing relationship check-ins if you need them and you know where you stand and where they stand. And so – Like you're a woman, for example, and you just get blindsided, broke up with out of the blue. And he's like, you did, you do this, you do that. And you're like, why didn't you tell me when those things were happening? Because feedback is important. You know, again, I don't think you should beat down someone's door for this closure and tell me everything that's wrong with me. But like, it is nice to know. So perhaps you can be better in the next relationship if it's something that was actually valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think there is a happy medium, unhappy medium, I guess would be the, the better word. But again, it sometimes it just boils down to this, isn't it? And I think mm-hmm. you're a lovely person and all the best. <laughs> all the
1: best. <laughs> all the you're bad. doing your wrong. Wishes, yeah.
2: Do you think that people, do you think being blindsided is a real thing? Sometimes when people, I'll, I'll qualify this, when people say like, he blindsided <laughs> me and I'm like, this person just woke up, walked into a room and said goodbye? Like, I don't know. And I'm sure that does happen. But do you think it happens as often as people say that it does?
1: That's a great question. I mean, I'd I'd love to look at the research behind it. But from what I've experienced, I definitely can say that I, I think people are blindsided to the degree that people might not be saying much before they do something like that. Right. But I'd say that if you were and I don't mean, same way as you, I don't mean like interrogating and investigating and having a private investigator involved or anything like that. But I think <laughs> if you're reading the signs of like how close someone is, how distant someone is, like how engaged they are in conversation, like right. how often you're actually connecting, like I think you can tell, but I think often we think things are great because they look great in our heads, but we're not really looking at what what am I actually feeling? What am I experiencing from this person? But I do think people do have that complete, I mean, I, I literally spoke to someone a couple of Uh, months ago and it was like they'd been married for 20 years and then their partner told them that they don't think they were right for each other anymore and that they felt that way for a long time Mm -hmm. now that's insanely tough right like that's Mm -hmm. so difficult and so yeah Yeah. if I was with someone for 20 years I would feel blindsided because 20 years is a long time but often people are quiet I do find that a lot of people are like silent or quiet or distant before a breakup it's not like they're they're telling you they love you right now and then tomorrow well, maybe actually I take that back. That's happened to people too.
0: Every once in a while you'll we'll have a conversation and then it's I oh, couldn't you believe it, we were perfect. And then you yeah. dig a little deeper and you're yeah. like, Well, actually there's this one thing that happened in Miami and you're like, Oh my god, the huge red flag. Yeah, like, you're yeah, like, oh, Why didn't you couldn't you couldn't feel that something was off then and yeah. what you said, you might just think it's perfect, or you're just trying not to yeah. be you're you're trying to not be honest with yourself. Like you're trying not to see the signs, like wanting it to be so perfect that you don't pick up on those things. Yeah. What are some
1: of the common red flags you think people miss? Like, what are the ones that you think people actually miss them completely? Like, this is a good example of one where you think you're blindsided, but you're not really because there are hidden messages there. Mm -hmm. What are some of those other ones that you think we just like, just don't recognize?
0: I mean, a lot of signs of narcissism. I think that yeah. the, the the charming thing, you know, just I think you had Dr. Romani on maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. It's Like. That word is always in my head of, yeah. because it's such a positive compliment. And of course it doesn't have to be bad, but the overly charming, you feel like a connection, like you're the only woman in the room when you're talking to him. It's like, I don't know, that might not be good. So- that's so I,
1: hard though, isn't it? Because I, that's right. what we all want to some degree, isn't yeah. it? Like, isn't that the feeling that- we want to be made to feel that? Or no, you're saying we should never want to feel that even with the person we <laughs> love. No, it's, it's hard. It's yeah, it's hard, right? Because she it's described
2: so- a narcissist and I was like, that sounds kind of nice in the yeah.
1: beginning."
2: You know? She was <laughs> like, if they try to take you on a trip within 10 days of meeting you, I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just like, does everyone feel like that that they met? So yeah, it's, it can be it can be tough to decipher. I mean, I think just general bad behavior, like, If someone doesn't do what they say they're going to do, they Mm. don't show up. They Mm -hmm. bail on you. They just immediately, like someone does not show up. They don't respond to you or whatever it is. And you don't pay attention. Yeah. I I think – you can only blame yourself when that actually turns out to be the demise of a relationship yeah. because it was there at the beginning mm-hmm.
1: yeah mine's going the other way we used to text each other all the time and now we've been married for seven years you I don't talk anymore I have to message seven times to get a text back <laughs> no my wife's the worst at texting like, literally she's she's the worst at te- everyone always messages me going Jay I've sent Bradley this message like three days ago like is she gonna get back to you? I'm like yeah three weeks like it's cool like, just- just be, like because literally, yeah, she she loves calls. She can pick up the phone anytime. I love okay. calls. She's not a texter. I love it. Not a texter ignores well, text.
0: I we had a guest on and we talked about different texting styles, and I would say it was one of the most impactful episodes we did of yeah. 2022. It really helped reframe it in my mind that not everybody is like me. You know, like when I like somebody, I want to talk to them more, and yeah. it just really put into perspective that people have completely different communication styles, and even when it comes to text, and mm-hmm. I think it's helpful to remember. It doesn't mean someone doesn't like you, but I mean. Yeah, so days later they haven't returned your text I think that's a pretty clear sign that you're not top of mind and a priority or it could even be purposeful <laughs> which is even worse. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Like they're trying to put you in your place. <laughs> so she doesn't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy the very beginning stages. It's a lot of fun. I like Boys. finding somebody that like really is engaging makes me laugh and I, I don't pause to think that often can this person be a good long term partner and I think there's a good balance. There's a hard balance to strike because I don't want to interview somebody to be my husband on the first or second date either because that's yeah. not fair to another yeah person. But I think what you can do at least is look at somebody's lifestyle and what they do just day to day for work, how they travel, do they have friends and say like, is this a lifestyle I could enjoy long-term? You know, if somebody went on a date with me and they were like, I, I really want somebody home seven nights a week. I want somebody that's going to like have dinner with me seven nights a week. I, I I don't want their career necessarily to be primary in their life. I want my career to be primary in our lives. You know, I'm probably not your girl yeah. and that's not insulting. I wish
1: people were that clear though as well. Like at least that would make it really clear well yeah like i wish you.
2: everybody was more clear
1: yeah exactly yeah that would just be a dream if someone said that it makes so much sense but
2: yeah it'd be amazing i wish yeah. we could all just like interview perfectly on a first date but yeah. i have leaned into situations because they feel good because i find somebody yeah. that's really nice and i feel really connected with them on like an intimate level i sometimes stop don't stop to think like what does this look like in six months mm-hmm. can we live the same type of life am i going to be proud of this person am i do i like the kind of family they have their friends so i get caught up in the beginning stages because I said this on the podcast on our show recently. My mom didn't raise me to like find find a husband, find somebody to pay your bills. My mom was like, "You be the person that pays the bills, mm-hmm. and you be the person successful, that. successful, love which that. I love, and she's so empowering. But <laughs> no one ever told me like, when you go on a first date, you should date because you want to date this person long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some pitfalls for me. I sometimes yeah. don't pause to think, you know, what does this look like in a year? Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, that's a great shout. Thank yeah. you for that. I want to dive into a couple of more personal things before we wrap up. Ashley, you were saying that, you know, for you, you decided you didn't want to have children. How have you tackled explaining that to potential partners, to your own family? Like, how's the reaction been? Because I always feel like when we make things that like, break a tradition or pattern like it's like a big thing to say like, oh i don't want to do this and and it shouldn't be a big thing but it is seen as a big thing right like mm-hmm. even even for us like we've been together for seven years and in our community it's like that's a long time to be together and not have, have kids, kids yeah. yeah and so it's like even that even even if if the conversation's still open mm-hmm. so I, I guess i'm interested in that because i think there are so many people who are listening and watching who are changing the way relationships look who are changing the way love looks who are changing the way what matters to them looks. And so I wanna hear from you, like how did you A, come to that conclusion yourself, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and then how did you share that with the people in your life that matter?
0: It's been, I've never just want, I've just never wanted children. We did a whole episode on this. It took me months to feel comfortable even doing it because I wanted to approach it very sensitively to women who are struggling to have children or that are struggling with the decision and I don't want to be flippant about it. Like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, I just don't want them. And that's what it is, you know, because I actually feel, I see so many women, especially as they get older into their thirties, forties that like don't know, you know, I don't really have to think about it. And so I've always felt that way in my adult life. Maybe when I was a a kid or in college, I was like, of course I'll get married and have kids. You just don't know any better. And then I slowly started to realize as I became to adult, it's something I don't want. I can't picture it on any level, any part of it. And my family, again, it's just one of those I'm lucky that they just support me and don't expect me to live a traditional life they never have. Um, So glad that my brother has chosen to have children. I have a brand new baby nephew named Jay (laughs) and more to come, hopefully. (laughs) So they're going to get their grandkids. But I've never felt an ounce of pressure from them to do anything um, besides be myself. And luckily, I have achieved success. And um, I can show them them letting me fly was not for nothing. So that's never been an issue. I think I just am a confident person. And I am steadfast in my decisions. No one ever really throws me shade or makes me feel uncomfortable about it. And maybe I just don't pay attention because I don't care. You know, like those little slights of like, well, you might change your mind. It's like, oh my gosh, shut up. You know, when people put those things on you, that's because it's, they're feeling some sort of way that you've chosen to make a decision that Mm -hmm. they haven't. So I don't let those things bother me. I just know it's a decision that's right for me. And I don't feel like it's a big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that just makes it me easier to flow through the world with this decision. But I feel for people that are struggling with it, whatever it may be. And those are just conversations that you have to open communication and conversations you have to have. We're so lucky to have so many different resources today with podcasts, internet books, of how to even the language to use when Mm -hmm. it comes to this type of thing. You can sit and rehearse it if you need to. Um, Potential partners, again, it's just something that I feel comfortable sharing. Um, I wouldn't want to get down a road with somebody where I felt like things were getting serious and hadn't come up because I wouldn't even probably start to date somebody if I knew they really wanted a family. So that's been, it it was like a fear of mine that I would find somebody that I really fell for that really wanted a family. And it, it hasn't happened yet. And I've dated guys that either didn't want children as well, or it could go either way. And it wasn't really something that was so important to them. So yeah. I am fine if it comes up date one, yeah. it comes out sometimes. If it's in a conversation, it's part of my, someone tried to insult me once saying it was part of my personality at this point. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. So it's like, it, it comes up and if I'm asked, I'm open about it. So I think these things, you just have to own them. Yeah. You know, like the, that's just what it is, yeah. you know? And Thank we're, you. So, oh, we're sorry. seeing so many more women share that they don't want yeah, kids
1: no, well. Absolutely. Nice absolutely. Too. It's, yeah. it's not, just you know, more
2: out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I always think it's funny when people say like, you'll change your mind. It's like, when you tell me you want kids, I don't tell you to change <laughs> yeah. your yeah. mind. <laughs> Thank you. It's so Thanks. funny to me. And yeah. we did this episode and it was really so beautiful. And we we tried really hard to not judge anybody's decisions because we don't, we don't care. If you want to be a mom, that's amazing. If you don't, then don't be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount of people that wrote us and said, I, I grew up never knowing I had a choice. I mm-hmm. thought this was a foregone conclusion. I, I'm one of those people as well. Just always thought, like, well, of course I'll have kids. Everybody has kids, you know? And so many mothers wrote us and said, like, I love my kids, but I I don't know that I would have chosen <sighs> this if I knew was, that I yeah. could have had another option. The emails we got
1: were
0: heartbreaking. Wow. Yeah. For mothers. Yeah. yeah. That and, were like, I I don't think I should have had kids. You know, mm-hmm. and that, like Raina said, I love my kids, but we were like, whoa. like Yeah, but that, that requires so much with
1: honesty. Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: people felt like it was a safe space to share
1: yeah. that type of
2: guilt that mm-hmm. they feel. It's not a big community that exists that you can tell your other mom yeah, friends, yeah. like, I hate this, you know? And yeah. I, I can't really, because I'm not a mother, I'm not in these mom forums, but I'm, I know that there's <laughs> I a lot of judgment.
0: You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I, I'm sure it's not a very popular thing to say, like, I made a mistake, you know? Yeah. um. It's a huge decision to make and to each their own. It's not necessarily a decision I'm going to make. Um, but, yeah, it was It was hard to see a lot of people say, you know, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know that yeah. I could make another decision. And yeah. there's been so much writing, especially since COVID, that so many women are foregoing having children. And I I love that, like, we can talk about this now yeah. and it's not so taboo. And I remember when I told my mom I didn't think I wanted to have kids. I'm not 100% like Ashley is, but I'm, I'm aging out of being when I have kids, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not freezing your eggs.
2: <laughs> I'm not freezing any eggs. Um I told my mom I didn't think I wanted to have kids and it was a really bad situation and mm-hmm. I don't think I think I approached it really flippantly and mm-hmm. I insulted her choice to have mm-hmm. children and I think I said something like well I don't need to have kids to make my life mean something and she mm-hmm. was like you think I ne- you think my life didn't right. mean anything wow. without you like you know so I think that I was kind of hurtful in my words and I didn't think about it and I was just like what's the difference my life means a lot to a lot of people and she was like yeah. so I think that you do have to you know gent- tread lightly with, yes. with family yeah. and yeah. um thank you for sharing that yeah, no that's yeah huge. ultimately it's important to approach it with compassion yeah, yeah. i did not choose my words while well. it was a really bad fight um, because i insulted her choices in life and my mom accepts anything our parents were really lucky our parents just accept whatever yeah. we do um but i think that you just tread a little bit lightly and you know my mom wasn't mad that i said i didn't want kids she was mad at my delivery about yeah
1: i that's such a great point i mean i think so often you could be making a really good decision for yourself mm-hmm. but it's what well, you just said it's reflected and projected in a way onto our insecurity yeah. about them or a flaw we see in them or a challenge in them and i i love that you brought that point up because i think it's so important to communicate it and say it because it's for us right it's about you mm-hmm. it's about you as the individual and even the way you were saying it, ashley i think there's so much strength and courage when you're like this is my decision i'm owning it and I'm dealing with it in how it reflects on me. But thank you for opening up and sharing that because oh yeah, people love this yeah. topic
2: with us, and um, yeah. it really was actually the broached the topic originally. But my mom, it was she was just sort of like, oh, you think you're so successful, you don't need kids, but I, I needed them. You know, it, it yeah. came off not very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. but
0: I will Happy say, having a new nephew, I. Get it. It doesn't yeah. make me want kids, but I feel different on the inside. Yeah. Like the love that I have for this baby is like, I can't, I could like cry right now just because like, I miss him so actively every day. Like it did not make me want to have children. I want to be very clear. It's still no, no part of it I'm interested in, but it's like made me understand it more or something where I'm like, yeah, I really do. I get it, I get it y'all. And those I feel for you even more that are kind of struggling with this in the first place because it's really beautiful and
2: special. It, it made me want them and not want them. I'll tell you why. He's <laughs> the cutest. He just brings so much love to the yeah. room and everyone. It just brings everyone together in such a beautiful way. But your sister-in-law, like, I, it's around the clock. I see how hard she works to hard just, work. you know, be a great mother and cook right. dinner. And, you know, she cooked this great Christmas dinner and then she had to go upstairs and feed and him. couldn't eat with and us. She missed dinner. And I was like, I, was I don't like, want this that. this nightmare. Last to eat. (laughs) And And I cooked (laughs) it and paid for it. (laughs) No (laughs) (laughs) thanks. So she is such a good mom. And I I think sometimes good parenting is looking at that and going, I wouldn't be good at that. And I'm not going (laughs) to do that. I don't want to be
0: bothered. Okay. I'm eating first.
1: Well, that's what it is, right? When you're looking at the baby for two hours a day, it's very different than (laughs) being with the baby. I will say,
0: I want to tell you this. I just feel like you'll appreciate it. Is that we talked about this on the episode of like, there's this tiny thing in the back of your head that you just don't want to die alone. You know, like you may not be with your spouse if you ever got married or your friends could be dead or you won't have your parents anymore. Like your family, your immediate family is gone. And so there's that little thing in the back of your head that, you know, for me, it's like, I watched my mom tend to my grandmother when she was dying and we all had a very close relationship. And it's like, what happens when I'm in my grandmother's place or when I'm dying or I'm in hospice or I'm sick or whatever. Wow. And so it doesn't make me want to do it, but there is that thing, at least in my head. And I think in other people's too. And we did this episode and we got this, maybe I shouldn't have brought this up, um, but we got this email from this Hospice nurse, and she was like, I, your fears are so valid, but like, I just want to tell you two that you will have people with you at the end, and you've built this life for yourselves, and you'll be surrounded by people that you love. And it took me out. Like, I was like, what a beautiful message (laughs) Mm -hmm. to ease those fears, and that you will have people around you, and you will be surrounded by love in your final days, as like morbid as that sounds. But it was really nice to hear from someone who Mm -hmm. witnesses those things happen every day.
2: Yeah, and the really the greatest gift of this podcast is it has given me better friends, given Ashley and I re- a reason to travel and tour and reconnect with friends from college and high school, and it's made my relationship with my parents better, my brother. It just it's made me a better person, and I think a better daughter, sister, friend, all of that. So that's such a gift. And now, yes, I know I'll be surrounded by people because I've used this podcast as therapy for myself, and <laughs> we get to interview people like you, um, we'll have our listeners. Yeah, there at the end. <laughs> I'll do a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stream my death. <laughs> okay. People can call that. in. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I'll be on a feed like at the zoo where you watch the penguins. Be <laughs> okay. At the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <All right>.
0: Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, thank you for taking it there. I mean, honestly, I can tell why people are addicted listening to you both. Uh, you too. It, it's very addictive. It's contagious. It's. It's amazing energy. I I fully agree that um, whoever you decide to choose to be with, and who chooses to be with both of you, are going to have such a great relationship. They're going to have such a great time. Uh, just just love spending this time with you, and even to hear how reflective and thoughtful and how deep and just the amount of self work that you've both done is is unbelievable. And to see it in display in this way is is really inspiring. And I hope that everyone who's listening or watching can see that you can have fun. And think deeply at the same time, uh, <laughs> which which is which is important because I think there's this belief that, like, oh, you can just be silly and stupid or you can be really thoughtful and reflective. Uh-huh. And I think you both uh, walk that path really wonderfully. so that
0: really means <gasps> the world, you I know it. like I it really it. does because it's like y- people are dynamic, and you can yeah. go on stage and do all the stuff, and at the end of the day, still be like an intelligent person with depth and yeah. <laughs> can have conversations like this. So I really appreciate that. We no, really appreciate It really that. means a lot.
2: We, we try to make our show like that. We, that's what we call it, a yeah. comedy show about dating and relationships. And yeah. we've done really wild episodes with porn stars, but we've talked about sexual assault and abortion yeah, and yeah. really heavy stuff. So we're really proud of that. We hope that it came across. So thank you for saying yeah, that. Yeah,
1: definitely. No, definitely. I, I, I'm hoping this will be the first of many. So uh, <laughs> today's, today's a good intro for anyone who doesn't already love you and follow you. But we end every episode with a final five. Uh, And so I'm going to have to ask you, but you can decide who goes first. I don't mind, Uh, but you will have to answer the same questions. Okay. So question number one, what is the best relationship advice you've ever heard, received or given?
2: So I think the best relationship advice we've heard, I can give it in one one sentence. Yeah. This is going to sound counterintuitive, but the thing that's going to make you the best partner is building a life for yourself that you are proud of. Mm -hmm. That is our... That's our whole show's mantra. It's you can't our say
1: our, it's yours. It's yours, Raina. Own it. <laughs> it's my. has to come I'm up no. with her no. own one now. But that, so. I'm going to steal the one you just did with first, Matthew Hussey,
0: actually. No. I <laughs> watched oh, yeah. that. Watch that clip.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Make a list of the person you want and be that person. <laughs> 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 no, I mean...
2: But that's what I think will make you the perfect partner and yeah. the best version of yourself.
1: You build really, a life. You've already won. You've already won. Well, no, yeah. Ashley, okay. Ashley. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm in second place.
0: It's fine. I, no. I mean, listen, again, it might sound counterintuitive to like manifesting and visualizing, but I really do stand by it. it might not look like what you thought it was going to look like. I love and that. That's Anything, great. you know, your life, but your relationship. That's what awesome. And just relax. <laughs> just chill. And not everything's so heavy. Just relax. <laughs>
2: Stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh second question what's the worst relationship advice you've ever heard received or given
2: change yourself to fit into somebody else's life
0: mm-hmm. yeah now with
1: the quick answers um, Absolutely.
0: just stupid stuff like don't sleep with someone up to like 14 dates rules oh, yeah <laughs> yeah, rules. yeah. Okay. any rules like we just really we try any to sex, hammer that i think sex rules i think it's crazy and we have like i'm not saying you should always sleep with them on the first i mean i just think those <laughs> things like bog you down
1: uh, question number three, uh, what's something you used to value in relationships that you don't anymore?
0: I mean, I guess you don't need to play a D1 or pro sport. <laughs> 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 That's all. I only used to want to be with athletes. You don't got have it. to be an athlete.
1: Okay. Got it. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I feel like I just keep adding to that because like, the bar started so low. It was just like, do you have a pulse? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't value that anymore. Because I was I'm was never one of those girls that was like, gotta date a guy with money and finance. Like I wasn't one of those people. Like yeah. it's really, it's gone
0: backwards. Yeah. For me, it's just, you don't have to be a, a pro pro
1: athlete. <laughs>
2: yeah, I just, I, the bar was so low before. Okay. So nothing,
1: That's yeah, good I just keep adding. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, question number four. Uh, what's one episode on your podcast that you'd love everyone to listen to?
0: Oh God, it's just, what are you looking for? Are for this you,
1: community, for this, for, this for my community? audience.
0: Yeah. I like this episode we did called you're not the one. Cause I feel like it goes in tandem <laughs> yeah. with this today. And it's just about breaking up with those people that yeah. are not the one. Yeah. hmm Um, we did do an episode
2: with Lane Moore um in the new year yeah. about um what do we what do we call it? it's not being how to be, be alone. alone. How to be s- alone
0: along that line. Um, new year
2: last year, 2022. And we were gonna talk to you about that on our show as okay. well. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean, so much of this is just checking in with yourself, being a, a good version of yourself. Um we did do a relationship with Lori Gottlieb, who's a psychotherapist yeah. about She's been
1: on. I love Lori. Yeah,
2: we love her. She's been on twice. Um both the episodes with her were great, but we did one in the fall about um, strengthening your relationship mother-daughter relationships. It's applicable to any parent relationship, but it really, um, I think, helped a lot of people. so if you're looking for anything like that, I think it's really special. And Mm -hmm. everything's on our website. Every episode we've
0: ever done, you can go to girlsgotteat.com.
1: Fifth and final question. What's your biggest piece of relationship advice for each other this year, 2023?
0: I feel like my piece of advice for Reina has always been about the same. And it's just don't go down the road with people that are not emotionally (laughs) available and wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a good match. And I feel like I can sometimes see it and I'm answering more than... One sense, But I can (laughs) kind of sometimes see that when she can't because she's in it. And so I just would continue on that road of like pick partners that make sense. Um, I think for you, because you just in the past
2: have just said, I don't care about being in a relationship this year, just to prioritize it this year. Mm -hmm. And to just give yourself some grace that you don't need to work seven days a week. And you don't need to work (laughs) at 10 p.m. And like you're allowed to take days off, and you're allowed to prioritize yourself and just be in the moment and be happy, and you don't need to just be working all the time. You're allowed.
0: Brina to- <laughs> <to get laughs> gives me permission first. to stop working.
2: It
1: makes oh, me it. emotional. I love it. <laughs>
0: When she
2: told me, "Actually, you run the company; you don't work today," and I was like, "What?" I had to remind her we own this company. She was like, "I just feel really stressed out, really bogged down." And I was like, "We own the company; <laughs> you can take the day off." But I think that you know yeah. she has a really full life, as do I. But just talking about her, she has a really full life and all these friends, and she works really hard. And so it can be easy to be like, "I don't have anything left in the tank today." So you, you, your intention is to date. So I think you should do it. I I'm trying that. to energetically make space.
1: Beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Raina, Ashley, this has been so fun to talk to you. Everyone who's been listening and watching, wherever you are, make sure you tag Raina, Ashley, and me with your biggest insights, takeaways, tips, moments that made you laugh out loud, whatever worked for you, uh, and stuff that you're practicing, trying out this year as well. And make sure that you go and listen to and subscribe to Girls Gotta Eat as well if you want more of Raina and Ashley in your life. Uh, Raina, Ashley, thank you so much for the opportunity, the joy. Uh, So grateful to both of you. And uh, thanks for joining On Purpose. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. If you love this episode, you're going to love my conversation with Matthew Hussey on how to get over your ex and find true love in your relationships.